Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. It's good to be back. Uh, and uh, if, if I don't sound my usual self, uh, it's because I'm nursing some sort of uh, a, a sore throat. You know, in, in, I don't want to give it names because the more I tell people about it, uh, the more they want to diagnose me with uh, bigger things, you know. The most recent one I heard somebody say, Pastor, I think you could have tonsillitis. I go like, I do not know what that means. Um, but, uh, you know, on the last day, both myself and Pastor Cat, uh, we had just uh, flown back from Malaysia. Uh, and uh, we miss you guys so much. Uh, but we're also so excited to see uh, different ones step up to serve or we are away. Uh, and uh, even, you know, go out, out you know, uh, to minister in other church plants. You know, uh, Gav and Kareen went to minister in, in, in Bristol. Uh, and I heard that they were a big blessing there as well. Uh, and uh, as well as discovering, you know, the, the local places to eat that our family in ex-Bristol loves to go uh, weekly. So they are really, you know, become uh, a part of, uh, you know, uh, ex-Bristol. Um, and uh, we, we were excited to come back. But on the last day, uh, Wednesday, uh, I felt like I was down with something. And so before flying on the plane, uh, I got myself tested. So don't worry, I'm not COVID. Uh, but uh, but I, I was ill with something. And uh, on the plane, I, I just started having shivers and fever. Uh, and uh, you can ask my wife who was sitting next to me. You know, I was eating that dinner roll and my hands were shaking, trying to butter it. Uh, and uh, it was just, you know, if you think flying 13 hours uh, is uncomfortable on economy, I know a lot of people here, you fly business, God bless you. Maybe one day God will bless you so much that you will bless your, your friends, you know. <laughs> You know, you see, very good. I know, I, I share, I share. Every opportunity to, anyway. Um, it was tough. It was really tough. Uh, and, um, and then when we arrived on Thursday, and I think coming out of the plane, you know, feeling a bit better, uh, but reaching back to Camden, uh, you know, Cat, you know, Pastor Cat is just, she's, she's the Terminator. She's, 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 she's half robot, uh, half child of God. Um, because when she arrived on Thursday, she got to work. You know, we, we flew 6 a.m. We arrived 6 a.m. I think at 8 a.m. She's like, I'm off to work. I'll be like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know, not because I had jet lag, but because I was, you know, I could feel the fever coming back up again. And I just slept the whole day and I just had sweats. Uh, and when she came back, she was like, the, my side of the bed was completely wet. Uh, and she asked me, you got to change your clothes. And then I, I, I took off my t-shirt and it, it, it plopped on the floor. Like, you know, you, know, you know, those of you who've gone for like a heavy workout, you know, you've gone to the gym, you played like a heavy session of badminton or, or volleyball, whatever it is. And then you take off that, 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 that shirt and then it just splats on the floor. Uh, yeah, I had that. Except that I didn't work out, you know. I, I didn't gain a muscle or lose any weight. It's just like, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and so, uh, but I said that, you know what, I, 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 I just need to get well for the weekend. Uh, so even standing here is a grace of God. You know, I'm not fully 100% yet, but I'm enough to stand here and testify that our God heals. Amen? And, and not only that, you know, I don't want to, to just say that, hey, our God heals as just a kitchen, a kitchen, a Christian. Sorry, I must warn you, I'm not fully 100%, so my, my brain is still a bit like bug foggy. So I want us to know that Jesus heals is not just a Christian catchphrase. Uh, when I was, you know, Thursday and Friday battling fever, sweats and all that, 
um, having lots of weird manic fevered dreams. If you if you ever experienced something like that, uh, in one of the manic fevered dreams, um, I, I think God was interrupting it to try to tell me something. In that manic fever dream, uh, I, I felt like God tell me, and I guess telling us, don't forget that Jesus heals. And, and, and I don't know why it felt like, you know, have you, have you been there before where you go like, God, I'm already sick. Don't, don't try to tell me stuff. Uh, and yet that was, you know, God saying that Jesus heals. So it must be the Holy Spirit because I don't think Jesus speaks in third person, you know. And so the Holy Spirit must be there going like, Jesus heals. Jesus heals. So I remember one of my strange manic fever dreams was just this repetition. And, and in that dream, I felt the Holy Spirit say that sometimes... When, when we tell people to come to church, we tell them a lot, of, a lot of other things except Jesus heals. We tell them that the music is good. We tell them the preaching is good. We tell them the friends are good. We tell them maybe the girls are pretty. We tell them the food is good. We tell them all sorts of things. We tell them the message is short. We tell them that, that, that the aircon is good. Whatever it is. And, and yet we miss the point that, that, that our faith is not built on comfort. It's built on the fact that God intervened when we were at our most broken. And Jesus heals, not just as a cash phrase, but yesterday, today, and forevermore. And, and, and as I meditated upon that, I, I knew that I couldn't miss this opportunity to deliver God's word for you guys today. And I felt that God wanted me to be here to say that, hey, you know, let us be people that, that, that cling on to, to not only His salvation, but His healing. And the Lord began to remind me, hey Dave, in your trip in Malaysia, didn't you, you know, like I said, it's, it's one thing to fall sick, it's another thing to be falling sick and then God, you know, lecturing you. But that's the life of a pastor. So if you want to be a pastor, come and talk to me after the service. It's good. God is good. I, I don't, you know, <laughs> it's good. You know, the, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Good, come. Um, and, and, and but I felt the Lord say that, in your trip in Malaysia, didn't you suddenly catch up with a lot of family members and you realize that a lot of them have fallen ill lately? And I go like, oh yeah, you know? And, and, and for, for at least my family and Kat's family, diabetes seems to be something that keeps popping up. And I'm, I'm suddenly meeting relatives that, that they look healthy and go like, oh, you, wow, you look so good, you lost weight. And then and I said to them, you know, they didn't say it to me, I said to them, uh, you lost weight. And then they go like, oh yeah, trying to be healthy because, you know, diabetes. And I go like, diabetes? And another person started go, yeah, you know, diabetes. And the diabetes is, is causing arthritis and, 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 you know, and all these things. And, and I'm like, so, and then of course I, I caught my own bug. And, and Jesus was saying that he heals. And so, and this might sound like this is my message. No, it's not. I want to pray right now. I just want to declare the healing of Jesus. I, I don't know what you're going through here, but, but I feel that God is saying that He wants to heal. And maybe you have a family member that has been struggling with things like diabetes, high blood pressure, heart condition, or even cancer. But I want you to know, Jesus heals. You know, Toby was so gracious to pray with me today. I didn't ask for it. I was just there, you know, praying and, and he just came over. And I'm really glad to be in a church where people are surrounding us in love and care. And one thing he prayed for me that struck me so powerfully and amen to that. He said that, you know, Jesus, I'll pray 
I don't know what Pastor Dave has. It doesn't need a name because the only name we need is you. So I, I don't know the name of whatever ails you. But I want you to know that the name of Jesus is bigger than that name. Cancer can sound scary, but the name of Jesus. Cancer trembles at the name of Jesus. So I want us to be a church that fights for other people's healing and our healing too. Amen. We don't need to be perfect to pray for healing. You can also be like me, not 100%, but, but as you draw near to God, oh, God, God's presence heals you. Amen. And so right now, I want us to take a moment out. Maybe, maybe you have a family member with a condition. Let's pray. Or maybe you have a condition. Maybe you have a lump in your body. Maybe you have a recent blood test result. I don't know. Maybe you have something, a skin condition. Friends, this is my encouragement to you. Stop living with that condition. Stop living. Some of us, we are thinking that, oh no, you know, I don't want to hope again. I can live with this. And Jesus says, no, don't. Don't. He heals. Don't live with a condition when you can live with a testimony. Live with a testimony. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I just want to commit all my precious brothers and sisters here, no matter what we're going through, no matter what is represented in this room, Lord, I know there are families represented here, both in person and even those online. God, I know your power can reach everyone. And so, God, I pray right now for every family represented here. Lord, we know that, Lord, in this world today, there are things like diabetes and cancer and, and, and a heart condition and other ailments. But right now, we, 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 we say that all those names, Lord, they are so small and so insignificant compared to the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, your name is bigger than every disease. Your name is brighter than every disease. Your name, Lord, is the answer. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare healing in this house. Healing over every condition. Healing, Lord. Even if our family members have been diagnosed with something, right now, we declare healing, Lord. Supernatural recovery. Lord, a lot of them are praying for miracles right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we declare your miracles, Lord, your miraculous healing, Lord, your miraculous healing, Lord, over every sickness, every disease, every condition, right now, Lord, everything must bow to your name. And so, God, we say, Lord Jesus, heal us because we know you love to heal and you are our healer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Receive that amen and continue to share that and meditate on that amen praise god um you know i want to share with us a, a message that i also believe that god has been speaking uh to me uh, uh throughout my time back in malaysia uh like i said you know we wish we had more time back there but at the same time we also couldn't wait to be back here uh and uh in our meeting up with people uh i discovered this strange consistent trend you know for the last seven years we've just been focusing on building god's church here um, but you know the last two years have been a global pandemic that has uh in a way united the world in suffering <laughs> uh and uh, has also messed with the world you know equally uh, and uh, so going back, of course, you know, um, meeting up with different ones. Uh, it started with my trip in Penang, going back to meet my family. 
Uh, and uh, uh, I had my sister who asked me, so how's, how's, uh, how's, how's church? How's your church and all that? And I go like, well, it's, it's getting better. We're rebuilding. We're rebuilding from, from the pandemic. We're trying to get more people back in, uh, trying to you know, reach out to people. Uh, and, um, and they were saying that, yeah, and, you know, we're trying to do the same too. Uh, and then she said that, uh, uh, what's your view on online church? And I go like, well, I think online church is good if it can help reach people. Um, and, and, but I said that maybe it, what it cannot do is disciple people well. Uh, and she says that, yeah, that's so true. Because right now, even in, in small town Penang, just in case some of you who are not Malaysians, Penang is my hometown. I'm from Malaysia. It's a small but lovely, beautiful uh, 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 town, city. I know it's a city, but I'll call it a town uh, in uh, uh, Malaysia. And um, anyway, um, you know, my sister was saying that, yeah, even in, in, in small town Penang, you know, uh, the old lady in our church is, is now comparing the pastor to, to another to a pastor of another church because everything now you're, you know is online and so so now it's no longer just comparing I know the, the, the pastor of this church to the church down the street my sister say now the, the, the old auntie the old lady you know is now comparing you know oh, why is our pastors preaching not as you know nice not as uh, uh, I don't know no interesting as the pastor in not down the street Singapore. I'm like, wow, you know, you can even not just church online, you can hop from Penang Island to Singapore Island, you know. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, and, and, and all these comparison things are happening. And even with our time in KL, we'll, we'll, we'll try to catch up with people and, and some people want to catch up with us. Uh, and then, you know, we, we go like, oh, how are you? And then, we, of course, we ask them, you know, the most pastor question that, most pastors will ever ask, oh, so how's church? <laughs> and then they go like, oh, uh, I haven't really gone back yet. Um, for a while there, I was like, wow, you're pretty brave because you're like, you're inviting two people that you know are pastors <laughs> who spent the last two years, you know, you know, or seven years, you know, in the UK doing, you know, church stuff. And uh, okay, cool. Maybe, maybe, you know, it's fine. Um, and you would hear things like that. Or, or people say, oh, I only go when I serve. Uh, or, or, you know, or I tune in online. Or, or, or some people worse, we're talking to them. And they're still stuck in, in the same offense. Still stuck in the same unforgiveness. In the same problem when we met them two years ago. And the pandemic has come and by the grace of God, gone. Uh, but, People are still stuck in, in, in their unforgiveness, stuck in their complaints. And, and I notice a trend here that, wow, you know, we, the church has a commitment issue. And that's all I want to talk to us about today. If you're taking out notes, write this down. The title of today's message is called Commitment Issues. The issue is not that we can't be committed but we're committed to the wrong things. Instead of committing to God and, and, and His grace and His love, we're committed to, to, to pain and, and remembering how others have hurt and disappointed us. That's wrong. And, and I noticed that to becoming a global trend. And I want to speak to us 
this morning so that we can overcome this. Amen? You know? And so let's turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 25. And I want us to meditate on this passage of Scripture again because this is the invitation of Jesus. Sometimes when we say that, would you like to invite Jesus? You know, sometimes maybe that's a, a poor picture, a poor representation of, of what Jesus is really asking us to commit to. And so I, I want us to come back to, to God's original invitation of commitment. And, and in this, I believe, there's so much we can unpack. So Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 25 says this, Then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? These are the words of Jesus, friends. And Jesus here is, is telling us, he says, hey, I'm looking for committed followers. And that's true because we all love commitment. No, nobody wants to be in a relationship that's not committed. We all love and celebrate. That's why we go to weddings. We, we go there, we fly a destination, whatever, to, to look and celebrate. Not just look, of course. Celebrate two people committing to each other for the rest of their lives. Amen. We love a good romantic love story where the guy and the girl get together at the end of the story, committing their love towards each other, riding off into the sunset happily ever after. You know, we love commitment. And, and guess what? God loves it too. And, and God here is saying that, hey, if you want to come after me, I'm looking for commitment. And in this is also a warning to our commitment issues. Jesus said, if anyone... Praise God. This invitation is for anyone. If anyone desires to come after me and he wants us to come after him, let him deny himself. One of our commitment issues is that we're more committed to ourselves than to God. It's not that we don't love God, friends. I know you love God. But in our love for him, sometimes we're more committed to ourselves than him more committed to our own comfort than Him, more committed to our own, I don't know, plans than Him, more committed to ourselves. And God is saying that, hey, I'm looking for followers, but please know that these are some issues that you need to wrestle with and overcome. And He says there, let Him deny Himself and take up His cross and I know some of you are thinking, wow, I, I can do taking up the cross. I, I, I carry the instruments and equipments to church. You know, you know that, that's like a weekly cross. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. But how many know that God's not looking at a religious cross? God's not just looking for a weekly cross. God is saying that take up His cross daily, daily. And again, it's not that we don't love Jesus. You know, I, I'm talking to a room full of people who, who just gave generously to God not too long ago. Of course you love Him. But it's the consistency of your love. 
that God is after. God is looking for more consistency. You know, I don't think I'm, I'm preaching to a room full of Jesus haters. No, you love Jesus. But let's be honest, there are days where you're more committed to yourself than God. I'm preaching to a room full of Jesus lovers. But there are days where you don't feel like following Jesus. There are days where you don't feel like picking up your cross. There are days where you don't feel like being a Christian, if you're really honest. And yet Jesus, that's why He's saying that part of the deal, part of the journey is, is to pick up the cross every day and to follow Him. And that's another one of our commitment issues. It's not like we don't love Jesus, but we struggle to follow Him. And He wants us to go down the path of grace and we say, I don't want. I want to hold on to my hurt. He wants us to go down to the road of purity and we say, I don't want. I, I want to have my cake and eat it too. You know, I want to have my own lifestyle. I want to, I want to love whoever I want. I want to do whatever I want. You know, it, it, it's, 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 you know, and then there are days where you go, oh, but God, you're so amazing. I love you. I love you. I love you. And so, you know, God, I believe this today wants us to overcome some of these. Amen. He wants us to, to you know, I, I put here, these are not my three points, but, but I guess think of them as bonus points. But, but, but the, He wants us to overcome the giant of our, our identity. Sometimes we, we put so much stock on our identity, who we are, our personality, our preferences, what we like, what we don't like. Have, have you been there before where God wants you to do something and in your heart you whisper, not my style, God, not my style. That's not my style. You know, the presence of God is so strong. And then suddenly, you know, you feel a prompting and says, kneel right now. And you go like, not my style, God, not my style. Can't you see today I'm wearing like that? How can I kneel? For some of us, it's, it's just like, can you lift your hands a little? Not my style, God. Because of your identity. You think you're cooler than cool. But friends, it's not about that. And sometimes you, you think that you, you, you know, we all want more of God. But it could be your love for your own self-made identity. You know, sometimes we live in a world where, where we can even romanticize mental health. And, 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 you know, we use it as a badge of honor. Instead of going to Jesus and says, Jesus, can you heal me of my dysfunction? We celebrate our dysfunction and we make it into our identity. Uh, because... You know, as a society, in a weird way, celebrates that dysfunction. You get special treatment at work, you know, at school. If, if you claim, uh, uh, you know, mental health, you might even get leniency. You get, you know, extension of deadlines, whatever. And, and God is saying that, come on, don't, don't celebrate that man-made identity, but deny yourself. There are times you need to deny yourself. There are times where you need to deny. Amen. Yeah, oh, oh, I'm born like this. Yeah, but Jesus says, well, there are times you need to deny that and come to me and receive your God-given identity. The other thing that we struggle with is a giant of inconsistency. It's not that we don't love Jesus, but we're inconsistent. And God is saying that, how long more? And Jesus is saying that, I was never inconsistent with you. Think about it for a moment. Jesus, in His darkest moment, hanging on the cross, when people were hating on Him, wishing for His death. None of us have been there before. 
Yeah, you might have been hated. Yeah, you might have posted something on Instagram that didn't get as many likes as you would like. But that's not people wishing you to die. And Jesus was there. Nailed on the cross. People were yelling, kill this guy, crucify him. And people were, 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 were you know, whatever leftover possessions that he had, the, the robe on his back, people were casting lawns, people, people were just, you know, wishing him dead. And in his darkest moments where he took on all of the sin and shame of mankind, experiencing the separation from the Father. We, we, we never experienced it like that. You know, me and Kat, we haven't been back for two years. Being back just, you know, uh, uh, it's like, you know, first of all, Malaysia greets you with a warm, wet, humid, tropical hug. The moment you walk out of the airport, it's like, you'd be like, oh, thank you, Malaysia. I think you miss me more than I miss you, weather. Um, but when you see family again, Oh, you know, it, it, feel, it feels so good to be reunited. But Jesus and the Father were never separated. You know, the Gospel of John says that in the beginning, you know, God and the Father, in the beginning was, was the Word, and the Word was God, and God, you know, and, and all that. That means Jesus, the love of the world, the Word of God, and God, inseparable from time immemorial, even before time existed, they were together. And so even for that moment to be separated, we will never know. And what I'm trying to say is this, that if Jesus in His darkest and lowest moments committed to bring you salvation, how could we be tempted to give up on Him? Even in our darkest and lowest moments, if Jesus on his lowest didn't give up on you, let's not give up on him. Amen? Yes, there is inconsistency that we wrestle with, but we need to wrestle with that. We need to win those battles. And of course, the, the, the third giant is the giant of, of idolatry. Right? So just three bonus eyes there. <laughs> Identity, inconsistency, and idolatry. Uh, you know, because if you're not following Jesus you're following something else. If you're not following Jesus, you're following something else. You're following money. You're following your own idea of success. You're following your own future. And that's why Jesus says, for, you know, for what profit is it if a man gains the whole world but is himself destroyed or lost? And Jesus is saying that, look, if you're, yeah, my path will not be the path of this world. And sure, if you walk down the path of this world, you might gain a little bit of success. You might gain a little bit of profit. You might gain a little bit of comfort. But what's the point of a little bit, a little bit, a little bit of that when you, at the end of the day, become destroyed and lost because of these things? You see, only God is good. Only Jesus is good. Only Jesus will treat you good. If you make any other thing a God in your life, that thing will use you, abuse you, and destroy you eventually. If you worship at the altar of money, money will eventually spit you out. But when you worship at the altar of Jesus, even when you have no money, He comes to you. You know? And, and you know, this is the Jesus that we serve. 
this Jesus is the same God who looks at the widow who gave her two mites and go like, that woman has given more than all the wealth and Jesus being the prince of heaven, he knows wealth. You know, he walks in, 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 in heaven where the streets are paved with gold and so, so he knows what true wealth is. And when he saw the value, he saw the spiritual value, he saw the sacrifice. Friends, this is the Jesus that we serve. How can we not love him? How can we not be committed to him? Amen. And so, I just very quickly now, I just have three points. Three points to, to help us work on our commitment issues. Point number one, be committed to Jesus. I know it sounds like, duh. But yeah, sometimes it's as simple as that. Sometimes we just got to be, take this with some maturity. Sometimes a little bit of religion is good. <laughs> I know. Let me explain. Religion is not, it means that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a duty. And I'm not asking us to worship God with a sense of duty. But sometimes I do wish <laughs> that we can worship God with, with a little bit of, of, of strictness and, and seriousness. Uh, because sometimes I feel that because we know that Jesus loves us, we take His love for granted. I, I think that sometimes we need to remind ourselves, you know what, no matter what comes my way, I need to be committed to Jesus. No matter rain or shine, I need to be committed to Jesus. You know, Pastor Cat uh, uh, has some uh, uh, clients, you know, uh, and, and they are Jewish brothers and sisters and, and, and they take the Sabbath so seriously. And sometimes when the deal is about to close, they'll be like, no, we can't close it today. And then it's like, why? Because <laughs> they say, it's the Sabbath. In fact, they won't even explain to you. They just say that, no, we will not sign today. Of course, when she's like, mm, and I go like, you, you know that they are like Jewish, right? <laughs> like, and she's like, I know, but I didn't know that they were that serious. I think the problem sometimes is that Christians, we are not serious enough. We are not serious enough. We, we take God's love for, for granted that we move it. Have ever been there before? You know, I mean, just, you know, switch down and gear. When you were younger, did your parents ever call you in for dinner? Dinner's ready, come now. And, and dinner is ready. And your mom, your dad, your grandmother, whoever is doing the cooking, uh, has been slaving at it the whole afternoon and it is ready. And maybe other people are all waiting to sit down. Dinner's ready now. And then you'd be like, just five minutes. Or sometimes you don't even say five minutes. You go like, ah. Oh. But you're just still watching. You're either, you know, like playing that, you're still on that, that level of computer game. You're trying to, you know, finish Super Mario level 23 and, 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 or, or you're, 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 you know, scrolling on your phone. Ah. Oh. Right? And you go like, and then comes the very loving second. Dinner's ready. Hi, coming. But you're not. You're a liar. Come, coming. Dinner's ready. And it's not until the tone changes. Dinner now. And even then, 
sometimes we still try to push our luck and we go like, oh, come in, come in, come in. Come in, come in. Now, it might be cute when we do it to our parents, but have we also then unknowingly done it to God? Be committed to Jesus. Be committed to Jesus. Let this be your rallying cry every time you wrestle against your flesh. You see, there will be days where we, where we are tempted to commit to ourselves more. You know, at work maybe, when people ask you, how was your weekend? And you go like, hmm, I can give them the, the answer that they want to hear or I can give them the truthful answer. Or I can give them the answer, I even feel the Holy Spirit prompt them. Have you been there before? Where your, your colleagues ask you, how was the weekend? And you go like, fine. And then the Holy Spirit says, how come you never tell them about church? And they go like, shut up, Holy Spirit. Shut up. I'm at work. I'm at work. You get Sundays. Remember, that's the deal? No, that's not the deal. The deal is that we pick up the cross daily and that we deny ourselves. We're, we're Christian before we are engineer. We're Christian before we are businessman. We're Christian before we're a lawyer. We're Christian before we're a student. We're, we're a child of God first. We cannot just sing that, oh, I'm a, I'm a blessed, beloved child of God in church as if that's like our only identity. Yet on our Mondays to our Fridays, that's not the identity we hold on to. And so how do we fight that? we got to tell ourselves, be committed to Jesus. There are days when we don't feel like being a Christian. There are days when we don't feel like going to church. There are days when we don't feel like going to homes. But that's what we need to say. Come on, be committed to Jesus. There are days where, where we surrender our plans to God. And then God leads us down a plan that doesn't sound as fun doesn't sound as profitable. God, I want to work for that amazing company that will pay me a lot. And God says, that's not my plan for you. And you go like, God, I'm not hearing you. Can you repeat that? And yet we forget that Jesus says, if you want to follow me, follow me. Not follow me at your convenience. Not, not ask me to bless your plan. Sometimes that's what we do. We say that, God, huh, would you bless this plan? And we're treating God like some sort of rubber stamp. No. Be committed to Jesus. Point number two, and this links with point number one, commit all things to Jesus. So how do you overcome the wrestling? Not just by beating your chest only, but by committing. You see, Jesus was committed to the Father. And he also committed all things to the Father. He committed his fears even. And so now that Jesus has overcome it all, we too can do like what Jesus did because that is what he commands us to do, to follow him, to emulate him, to copy him, to commit all things to Jesus. There will be days, friends, where you go like, oh, Monday's around the corner. You know, friends, can I encourage you? How do you win Point number one, how do you, how do you win the, 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 the wrestling, the flesh? Start earlier. How do you win your battles on Monday? Commit your Mondays on Sundays to Jesus. And so even before you go to work and be tempted to just, you know, put on, you know, whatever and, and just talk about the weather, begin to say that, God... Uh, Tomorrow comes a brand new week. 
God, I commit my week into your hands. Lord, help me. Help me to have the conversations you want me to have and help me not to have the conversations you don't want me to have. And that's, that's how we have godly conversations instead of gossip. That's how we go into our work with purpose. That's how we overcome our Monday blues. Stop seeing Monday as, oh, my, my weekend's gone. Monday, you're here, Monday. Instead, we should go like, wow, God, you're giving me another Monday. Give me another new beginning. God, I commit this new week into your hands. God, help me. God, that, that, you know, whoever it is in my office, God, I, I don't always know, how, know the words to say, but God, help me. Lord, this week, help me at least to be a blessing to someone. When you, when you pray prayers like that, when you commit these things to Jesus, man, it's, it's going to grow. You know, every day now, you're going to be like, wow, I can't, I can't be late for work. I can't be late for class. You know, I, I'm going to turn up and be the best version of myself. You know, I'm going I'm to deny myself and pick up Jesus' cross every day. I'm going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't just happen when you roll off your bed. It happens because you committed them to Jesus. Amen? So, so spend time doing that. Point number three, be committed for Jesus. As a church, we're not here just to knock people, but we're here for each other. And so, we are all called to be committed to Jesus. And to be committed to Jesus, it's through committing all things to Jesus. It's like a beautiful feedback loop. When we commit all things to Jesus, we become committed to Jesus. And when we become committed to Jesus, we desire to commit more things to Jesus. And then the cycle repeats itself. But this is where we can help other people. When we can be committed for Jesus. Be committed to others for Jesus. In other words, be God's hands and His feet. You see, the, the devil wants to tempt us to, to look at the ugliness of the world around us, the people around us, and look at the worst in them and hate them. And I'm not even talking about people you don't know. I'm talking about church. <laughs> why, why does church hurt happen? Church hurt happens because, you know, the devil causes us to look at the imperfections of everyone around us and chooses to micro on them. And, and, and in my trip back, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, instead of committing to new beginnings and committing to to God's grace, which is new every morning, they're committing to old hurts and old pains. But then we forget that Jesus saw our mess and chose to step in. Every miracle of Jesus, Jesus saw a mess. Jesus, it wasn't like Jesus didn't know the woman committed adultery. It wasn't as if Jesus didn't know the, the woman at the well's issues. But Jesus didn't let those issues stop him from stepping in. And yet, the devil wants us to do the opposite. The devil wants us to, to let the issues be the main thing. But friends, let us be committed for Jesus. Let us let's begin to go like, you know what? Friend, no matter what you're going through, I'm committed to helping you overcome. And, and, and I'm doing this because Jesus once did it for me. And I'm being committed for Jesus and for each other. And so friends, I, I want us to, to, to really... You know, if, if you're sitting here looking for a perfect church, this is not a perfect church. But I can tell you, your complaints will not help. Your criticism will not help. 
but your commitment will. Your compassion will. Your Christ-likeness will. So choose what you're going to be committed to. And so, friends, I pray that as a church, you know, as I'm saying this, you know, I'm saying this because I... I'm saying this because I really feel that God wants us to, to hear this. And uh, He just wants us to, you know, spend some time to maybe recommit ourselves to Him. And, uh, you know, no matter what you're going through, not grow cynical, but learn to commit them to Jesus. He heals. He saves. He's the answer. He's the only answer that works. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. So commit all things and don't forsake the bonds that God has placed around us. Amen. All of us, we need a community. All of us, we need each other. All of us, yeah, we, we have, the beautiful picture is this, you know, we, we have a self to deny, we have a cross to carry and we have a Jesus to follow and what a beautiful thing when we can do so together. You know, and in my mind, I see this very spiritual picture of all of us believers carrying our cross. And there are days where our cross, our burdens, our issues get the best of us and we're about to tip. And then suddenly comes a steady hand from behind. And the steady hand is not from anyone but from another person who's like, ah, I got you. It reminds me of that scene. And I'm, this might not be the best example, but I haven't watched the whole series. I'm not endorsing the show. But there was this scene in Squid Game where there was this character called Ali who had his own cross, you know. They would play a game and in that sense, he had his own burden. And the person was about to tip over. And yet there was a friend that was like, oh, I got you. Wouldn't it be beautiful if we got each other's back? Instead of tearing each other down, the church doesn't need to be torn. The church already has lots of enemies outside. It doesn't need to be torn up from within. It needs more people to hold each other up from within. It needs more cross-bearing from within. It needs more commitment to Jesus from within. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you're speaking to us. And I pray, Lord, that you will make us more like you, Lord. Make us more like you. You were so committed to the Father. Help us, Lord. Lord, you didn't die to just have a religion. We're not just gathered for religion. We're gathered for you. Lord, we don't want to leave this place unchanged. We don't want to leave this place the same. Lord, we want to leave this place, Lord, being changed by you. And so, God, would you change us, Lord? Lord, if there's any brothers and sisters here that struggle, struggle, it's not like they don't love you, they do, but they struggle because there are days where they they also love themselves a little bit too much. God, would you help us to say less of me, more of you, God. If there are brothers and sisters here that 
find it hard to carry our cross daily, then Lord, help us, Lord, to remember that actually every breath that we have, just even ability to wake up each day, is first and foremost already a gift from You. So God, help us, Lord, to be more consistent. And God, help us not to follow the ways of this world. Your word says that whoever who desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever who loses his life for my sake will save it. In other words, Jesus is saying that if you think you can go through this world with your own strategies, you think that you can be your own saviour, you're going to lose it. But if you end up losing in this life but holding on to Jesus, then you're going to save it. Lord, help us, Lord, to follow you. Not our own idols called success. Not our own idols called money. Not the idol called sex. Not the idol called pleasure. Not the idol called self-control. Uh, control over our own destiny, our own future. No, Lord, we relinquish all of that. And we say, Lord, we want to follow you. Amen. God, we, we raise our hands in surrender to the God who saved us. God, it is you who saved us. It is you who paid the price. You are the master. You are the Lord. Forgive us when we forget, when we make ourselves the master, when we make ourselves the Lord. But Lord, today, we just want to say, Lord, you are Lord. You are the Lord of all lords. You are the King of all kings. You are the name above every other name. And we gladly sit at your feet and worship and trust and love. So God, again Lord, would you help us today right now to just renew our commitment towards you. Lord, if there's anything inside that's eating us up, that's distracting us, less of us then, more of you. Holy Spirit, would you fill us Holy Spirit, every time you fill us, something powerful happens. Would you fill us right now, Lord? Oh, if we feel like we have been wrestling a, a match and we've been losing way too much right now, Holy Spirit, would you fill us? Holy Spirit, would you come upon us and cause new strength to arise? Holy Spirit, would you come upon us and cause a new birth? Holy Spirit, would you come upon us? Would you come upon us? Fill us. Jesus name Amen Before I close today's service I just want to give people here an opportunity maybe maybe here in person or even those joining us online uh, you know you hear us talk a lot about commitment and today seated here you you're not yet a Christian but and you never put your trust in Jesus but today you just know you need to today you just feel a tugging in your heart telling you that you need to make Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe you've been far away from God, but today you just feel an, a need from, 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 from the Holy Spirit, a pulling from the Holy Spirit that says that you need to come back. You need to get right with Him. Friends, would you respond? 
would you respond? God is calling you to repentance. God is calling you home. God is lovingly calling you back. Would you say yes to Him? Friends, Jesus is everything. Even if you gain the whole world, as the passage of Scripture just read today, even if you gain the whole world but end up without Jesus, it's nothing. But even if you leave this world empty-handed, but holding on to Jesus and Jesus alone, that is more than everything. And so friends, if that's you, we're going to say this prayer together. And the power is not in the words, but in the sincerity. And so we're going to pray this sincerely for our hearts, asking God to, to forgive us, asking God to heal us, asking God to, to take us back into His family. And, and we're going to do this together as a church and so that even those online can join along and, and, and it's flashed out on the screen. So, so why don't we say this? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. God, I admit I'm not always consistent. God, I admit there are days where I feel like giving up. God, I admit I struggle to follow you but I know that you are good and you never give up on me. So I receive your love, so receive and, forgiveness, your love. And, forgiveness and forgiveness and eternal life, eternal life by, faith. by faith. Come into my heart, come into my heart and, life, and life and be my Lord, be my Lord and my Savior, my Savior. and fill me, fill me with your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit every, day. every day. In Jesus' name, In Jesus name. amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.